The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Cheer up, it's Monday. Things are bound to go well. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, June 21st, 2021. It is Monday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. Born in 1568 in Castiglione, Italy, the first words he spoke were the holy names of Jesus and Mary. At nine, Aloysius had decided on a religious life and made a vow of perpetual virginity. St. Charles Borromeo gave him his first Holy Communion. A kidney disease prevented St. Aloysius from a full social life for a while, so he spent his time in prayer and reading the lives of the saints. His family eventually moved back to Italy where he taught catechism to the poor. When he was 18, he joined the Jesuits. He served in a hospital during the plague of 1587 in Milan and died from it at the age of 23 after receiving last rites from St. Robert Bellarmine. The last word he spoke was the holy name of Jesus. St. Aloysius died in 1591. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for young people who are preparing for marriage with the support of a Christian community. May they grow in love with generosity, faithfulness, and patience. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here is today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There is this anecdote I read the other day. It happened in the latter part of the 19th century. An upper middle class peasant was sitting in a train opposite a young university student The student observed the man. He was praying the rosary with the meads moving through his fingers. Obviously, the young college boy didn't have much faith. He kind of laughed a little bit and then asked the man, Sir, do you still believe in such old-fashioned things? The man very humbly replied, Why, yes, I do. Don't you? The student 
burst out laughing, saying, I do not believe in such absurdities. Take it from me. You should throw the rosary out and learn what science has to say about it. This man, showing some frustration, some kind of hurt, says, science? What do you mean by this science? Could you explain it? The student saw that he had offended the man, and so he offered, well, if you give me your address, I will send you some information on the matter. The man reached awkwardly in his coat and produced his card. When the young man read the card, he felt silent and hung his head. The card read, Louis Pasteur, Director of the Institute of Scientific Research, Paris. I don't know if you've ever heard of Louis Pasteur. He's one of the greatest scientists in history. He was a chemist, microbiologist, renowned for his discoveries of the principles of vaccination, microbial fermentation, and pasteurization. He did a lot for science, and obviously this young man has much judged him. It's a beautiful anecdote. I don't know how real it is. Hopefully it is. Pastor was a good Catholic. It speaks about the beauty and the importance of praying the rosary, going to our Mother Mary. But it also helps us, I think, can help us to realize what our Lord Jesus is telling us today in the Gospel. He will address his disciples saying, Stop judging that you may not be judged. Stop judging. Something so important for all of us because no matter where we live, what culture we come from, no matter what place in society we have, no matter if we're man or woman, we all fall into this problem, judging others, those around us, for what they do, what they don't do. Gossip, being critical. And Jesus is very clear with us. Stop judging. And then he goes on with his very famous comparison. He says, why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye? but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. You hypocrite. And I think we all need to hear these words in our mind, telling us, you hypocrite. What about you? Who are you to judge? The politician? Who are you to judge? Your brother? Your sister? Who are you to judge? Your boss? Your mom? Your dad? Your children? Only God can judge us. Of course, we need to help people. And if someone has a beam in his eye, we need to help him and hopefully show it to him so that he will take it out of his eye. 
But as we see those problems in other people, because people have problems, no one is perfect. We need to look inside ourselves and ask, well, what about me? What am I doing for this? I think it happens to all of us. I guess you just need to go out and drive for a little bit, and if there's traffic, we complain about other drivers. But maybe the first question has to be, hey, how do I drive? Am I respectful to others? Do I respect loss of traffic? Or when we read the newspapers and we read about politicians saying this or that, doing this or that, or not doing this or that, and we complain. And we need to ask ourselves, what about me? What am I doing for society? What am I doing about this or that? And focus on that. And maybe eventually helping that politician if there's anything we can do. Or participating in politics so that politician isn't elected the next time. With church authorities. With your pastor. In complaining, you need to think, well, what am I doing for the church? How am I serving it? Can I be more faithful, more generous? Because we all make society, we all make the church. And complaining, judging, criticizing, it's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help the country. It's not going to help the church. It's not going to help your brother or sister, your mom and dad. What changes society, what makes a difference, is your attitude. Is you taking off that beam off your eye. I'm being the best Christian, the best person you can be in society. And if each one of us here examines his conscience and takes that beam off his eye, then we will make a difference in society. Complaining has never made a difference. Sometimes we need to bring things up to the appropriate authorities. And it is good that we do that. And there are ways of doing it. But just judging immediately. Not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Not trying to find out better or looking into it and seeing how can I really help this person. We might be falling into the same mistake this young man fell into when he judged that would seem to be this old, simple man praying the rosary in the train. Let us think first. Let us truly ask ourselves, where is this going to lead? Am I truly helping the church or society by judging, by complaining? Can I put myself in his shoes? Can I help in any way? And what we can all do is take that beam out of our eye and just try our best. And if we try our best, then we will be able to help our brother. We will be able to help the church with our witness, with our love, with our charity, and maybe even with a good correction. But first of all, 
as Jesus tells us, do not judge. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Monday, June 21st, 2021, the Memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Time to pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Oh, 
How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff. They speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them. Such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Their Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence, when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, if I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Their Their laughter will turn to weeping, their their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. 
all those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the first book of Samuel. The Philistines rallied their forces for battle at Soko in Judah and camped between Soko and Azekah at Ephes Demim. Saul and the Israelites also gathered and camped in the vale of the Terebinth, drawing up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines were stationed on one hill and the Israelites on an opposite hill, with a valley between them. A champion named Goliath of Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was six and a half feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a bronze corselet of scale armor weighing 5,000 shekels and bronze greaves and had a bronze scimitar slung from a baldric. The shaft of his javelin was like a weaver's heddlebar and its iron head weighed 600 shekels. His shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why come out in battle formation? I am a Philistine, and you are Saul's servants. Choose one of your men and have him come down to me. If he beats me in combat and kills me, we will be your vassals. But if I beat him and kill him, you shall be our vassals and serve us. The Philistine continued, I defy the ranks of Israel today. Give me a man and let us fight together. Then David spoke to Saul, Let your majesty not lose courage. I am at your service to go and fight this Philistine. Saul clothed David in his own tunic, putting a bronze helmet on his head and arming him with a coat of mail. David also girded himself with Saul's sword over the tunic. He walked with difficulty, however, since he had never tried armor before. He said to Saul, I cannot go in these, because I have never tried them before. So he took them off. Then, staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. With his shield-bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, he held him in contempt. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me, 
and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, You come against me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters while David ran quickly toward the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone, hurled it with the sling, and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow, and he fell prostrate on the ground. Thus David overcame the Philistine with sling and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him, With the Philistine's own sword, which he drew from its sheath, he dispatched him and cut off his head. The Lord has saved me from the lion's mouth and the claws of the bear. He will will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. God has sent me his faithfulness and love. He has rescued me from the midst of lions. He will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. A reading from a letter to his mother by St. Aloysius. May the comfort and grace of the Holy Spirit be yours forever, most honored lady. Your letter found me lingering still in this region of the dead, but now I must rouse myself to make my way on to heaven at last and to praise God forever in the land of the living. Indeed, I had hoped that before this time, my journey there would have been over. If charity, as St. Paul says, means to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are glad, then, dearest mother, you shall rejoice exceedingly that God in his grace and his love for you is showing me the path to true happiness and assuring me that I shall never lose him. The divine goodness, most honored lady, is a fathomless and shoreless ocean. And I confess that when I plunge my mind into thought of this, it is carried away by the immensity and feels quite lost and bewildered there. In return for my short and feeble labors, God is calling me to eternal rest. His voice from heaven invites me to the infinite bliss I have sought so languidly and promises me this reward for the tears I have so seldom shed. Take care above all things, most honored lady, not to insult God's boundless loving kindness. You would certainly do this if you mourned as dead one living face to face with God, one whose prayers can bring you in your troubles more powerful aid than they ever could on earth. And our parting will not be for long. We shall see each other again in heaven, 
we shall be united with our Savior. There we shall praise Him with heart and soul, sing of His mercies forever, and enjoy eternal happiness. When He takes away what He once lent us, His purpose is to store our treasure elsewhere more safely and bestow on us those very blessings that we ourselves would most choose to have. I write all this with the one desire that you and all my family may consider my departure a joy and favor, and that you especially may speed with a mother's blessing my passage across the waters till I reach the shore to which all hopes belong. I write the more willingly because I have no clearer way of expressing the love and respect I owe you as your son. You upheld me because of my innocence. You You let let me stand stand in your sight forever. forever. I would rather lie at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of the wicked. You You let let me stand stand in your sight forever. Let us pray. O God, giver of heavenly gifts, who in St. Aloysius Gonzaga joined penitence to a wonderful innocence of life, grant through his merits and intercession that though we have failed to follow him in innocence, we may imitate him in penitence. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, we've got the gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga, Monday, June 21st, 2021, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord says, like the pop song, take a look at yourself, and you may look at others differently. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Judge not, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. I always say that God must have a sense of humor when he talks about taking a log out of your own eye first. But, of course... There's a great lesson to be learned here. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. On one occasion, our Lord said to those who were listening to him, 
Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Avoiding negative and often unjust judgments on others is a sign of humility. The slightest faults of others are exaggerated by our personal pride, whereas our own perhaps much greater defects are minimized and explained away. Moreover, pride tends to see in others what are really our own imperfections and errors. Hence, St. Augustine gives this wise piece of advice, Strive to acquire the virtues you think your brothers lack and then you will no longer see their defects, because you yourselves will not have them. Humility, on the other hand, has a positive influence through a series of virtues which favor a good human and Christian atmosphere and social life. Only the humble man is in a position to forgive, to understand, and help, because he alone realizes that he has received everything from God. He is aware of his own wretchedness and how much he himself is in need of the divine mercy. So, even when he has to judge, he is understanding towards his neighbor. He finds excuses and forgives whenever necessary. Besides, we have a very limited view of what motivates the actions of others. God alone can penetrate into the most intimate interior of hearts, read minds, and grasp the real effect and value of all the circumstances that influence and accompany any action. We must learn to pass over even the obvious and undeniable defects of the people we are with each day so that we do not keep our distance from them or lose our respect for them because of their mistakes or bad manners. Let us learn from our Lord, who could not entirely excuse the sin of those who crucified him, but extenuated its malice by pleading their ignorance. When we cannot excuse a sin, let us at least make it worthy of compassion by attributing the most favorable cause we can to it, such as ignorance or weakness. If we make the effort to discover our neighbor's good points, we shall see that the deficiencies in his character, the defects in his behavior, are as nothing in comparison with his virtues. This positive, just attitude towards those with whom we are constantly in contact will bring us closer to God. We shall grow in interior mortification, charity, and humility. Let us strive always to look at the virtues and good deeds we see in others, St. Teresa tells us, and cover their defects with the thought of our own great sins. This is a manner of acting that, although we cannot do so with perfection right away, gradually gains for us a great virtue, that of considering all other men as being better than ourselves. In such a way, with the help of God, one begins to acquire this virtue. We have to adopt a positive attitude towards the shortcomings of others, even when they are external sins, like gossiping or working badly. In the first place, we must pray for them, atone for them to God, and be patient and strong. We must love and esteem them more, because love and esteem is what they need. We must be loyal and help them with fraternal correction. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Sixteen minutes before the hour, and it's time to pray. 
We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger? and fears the strength of your fury. Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and, happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of the earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. He shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of the earth, may God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. 
signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the the depths depths of of his heart, the the law law of God God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law law of of God God is is his guide. guide. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the the depths depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. Whoever does my Father's will, says the Lord, he is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Whoever does my Father's will, says the Lord, 
He is my brother, my sister, and my mother. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim Him. Lord, You You alone are the Holy One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, You alone are the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, You alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, giver of heavenly gifts, who in St. Aloysius Gonzaga joined penitence to a wonderful innocence of life, grant through his merits and intercession that though we have failed to follow him in innocence, we may imitate him in penitence. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time to get up and get moving, but don't stop praying. Morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.